When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Nettie Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's Nettie Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Mon. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Aww. Happy birthday, dear Nadia. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> it was Nadia's birthday this past weekend. Let's all wish her a happy birthday. Aww. Happy birthday, Nadia. Thank you, Lon. Thank you. And by the way, folks, in case you're wondering, or not wondering, Lon gave me one of the best gifts I got for my birthday, and it's a cameo from Drumroll, Armando and Kenny with guest appearance from Truffles. Yes, with guest <laughs> appearance by Truffles. Oh my god, it's the best birthday message I ever got. Worth every single penny. I worth hope. every penny. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Kenneth um, Armando, if you're listening, thank you so much for that cameo. By the way, you're not sponsored by Cameo or anything like that, but they really just blew this one out of the park. So, oh yeah, um, much much credit and thanks to Kenny Armando and um, and Truffles for the yeah. birthday greeting. It was great. I know it was the best, and I was telling Lon that I spent like maybe the first few minutes pretty much sh- just shrieking like a like a 13 year old girl and I'm not 13 year old but yeah I was just fangirling all the way and it's one of the better cameos I have to say objectively right I'm trying to be objective here it wasn't well, one of the better cameos that we've gotten and we've ordered several cameos before we've ordered from Darcy we've ordered from Ziet and by far this is one of the best I want to mm-hmm. say so yeah. thank you Armando and Kenny and this is a good segue to start with Armando and Kenny. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, Lon, maybe I'll start with a question for you. Mm-hmm. And this is based on what I've read across the interwebs. Do you think it's unreasonable for Kenny's children to react that way when he announced about his potential adoption? Because I feel <sighs> like the interwebs are not liking it. And some have even said, and this is not from me, Kenny and Amando, this is from what I've read in the forums. Some people have said, oh, they brought their audacity from Florida to Mexico. You know, it's really harsh stuff. But when I rewatch that scene, I can see why, but I can also see why they're upset. So I'd, I want to get your thoughts, Lon. So this is how I viewed it, right? I don't think it's that complicated. I think they're making it complicated. Mm-hmm. I think if Kenny Armando want to be responsible for another life and bring another life in this world, it's no different than any other couple wanting to raise another child. So granted, yes, you know, he's going to have another child on his plate and you've got 
grandchildren coming along too, but that shouldn't change anything. There's that would have happened regardless. So I think it's kind of selfish on the children's part. I get their concerns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. cause when are you going to have time for my kids? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Let Kenneth live his life. <laughs> <laughs> Let him live. Can he just live? Kenneth and Armando, right? Yeah. If this is something that they want to do, then I saw it as good news. Yes, there's going to be struggles, but this is no different than anybody just, you know, wanting to any other regular couple, just wanting to bring another life into this world or, and raise another life and be responsible for one. So mm-hmm. I get that he has grandchildren on the way. And I guess, is there concern that he won't have like the time you make the time mm-hmm. you make the time, just yeah. like you made the time to come visit. Make the time to come visit Mexico. He'll make the time to come visit. And it'll just, yeah, right, right. So I didn't see it as complicated as they were making it out to be. If they want to raise a child together, that's one of the most beautiful things I think a a couple can experience. Right. It's a blessing. It's a blessing, right? The, The trials and tribulations of raising children together, the challenges, but people say that that's one of the most rewarding things that they've ever done is to be parents. If Kenneth and Armando, I, yes, they have Hannah, but if they, they want another one and, and to be that responsible they share for together, that, yes, right, as a couple, yep. Then, then let them. So while I understand his children's concerns at the same time, let's flip it, right? You're having children and you know how, wonderful experience awaits you and and how you want that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's already had children, but now he wants another one. So would you want to deprive him of that? Right. Mm-hmm. Simply because you think maybe there might be, I don't know, maybe I'm viewing it wrong. Maybe they weren't trying to say that, oh, well, he's not going to have time for his grandkids. But that's kind of the perception I got. Maybe I'm wrong. And, and if I'm wrong, then, then I apologize. But it just seemed like they thought there might be time being taken away, that maybe having another child would take time away f- from the family that they're having. Yeah, and- I think the word they used was wrapped up. So mm. they're worried that their dad will be wrapped up raising this kid. And he may not have time for them, especially given the fact that they're now having this distance between them. Mm. So that's why I feel like when I rewatch the scene, I can totally understand where they're coming from. And this is after I read the forums. I read about how people think like, hey, you guys are adults. Like, come on, let go of your dad. Mm. Why are you being so attached as an adult? You guys have your own family. But I can also see why they're concerned that their dad being at this age, why would he want to adopt another kid or go through in vitro. So I can see it both ways. At first, when I watched the scene, I do admit that I was at Kenny's side, basically. I thought, okay, this is good news, right? Because you're expanding your blended family, you know? Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't they be happy for Kenny? But then when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, I can understand why they felt like his time is going to be carved out and mostly be spending raising this kid so I see it as them looking out for him Mm. but I know it came across as selfish Mm. and that's why I want to emphasize the fact that they use the word wrapped up 
because mm. he's there in Mexico and they're here in the US. Maybe they felt that they were abandoned and they already felt that, okay, their dad made a huge sacrifice by moving to Mexico instead of Armando and Hannah coming to the US. So they're like, wait, now you're going to be like even more further away from us, but in terms of spending time with them. So I can see what the fuss is about. They just seemed really hurt, you know, oh, with, yeah, the, with yeah. the, tears the tears and yeah. the crying. Yeah. And I was like, is it really that serious? And maybe I just don't think about it enough. Like maybe it's me, a knee-jerk reaction. Like you're you're just shocked and you're like, what about us? <laughs> you know, I kind of saw it like from where Kenny was when Kenny was like, Wow, I just thought that this would be really great news. And yeah. then they would react differently. And that's kind of just I thought so too. I was just like, huh. It's just something that I just figured you would make work. Yeah. You make it work. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he said he went down to the orphanage, which I thought was a noble idea. It was a it was a good cause, right? Adopting a kid from an orphanage. So I thought they would be happy for him. And I thought Bryson took it well. Maybe it's the rest that didn't. He seemed pretty chill. He was just yeah, kind of sitting like, like, that's how I would have been. I'd have been like, me. oh, just, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Dad, whatever you want, yeah. right? You go do you. He just seemed really chill about it, right? And I was yeah. like, why aren't they like this guy right here? So, Lon, yeah. just switching gears a little bit, but uh, sticking with Armando and Kenny, what do you think of Armando Sr.'s reaction? Is that expected of someone who's probably not comfortable being there? It was a hard read because, like, he seemed all right. He seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about it that, screamed I don't want to be here or right? I'm I'm reluctant yeah they they had to drag me here <laughs> yeah. if anything I think he's probably uncomfortable with the cameras what I think is and I think it goes for most transphobes homophobes is it's not so much about the love it's I think sometimes people focus more on the sexuality part of it, mm. right? More on, oh, what's between your legs or, oh, um, it's tough for people maybe to see two men kissing each other, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, oh, they're a couple, it's not that bad. That's what sucks about people who are maybe homophobic, transphobic, or just see things that are wrong with Mm -hmm. the LGBTQI, it's not so much a problem until you start getting into the intimacy. Right. Right. And you know what? That's none of your fucking business, what they do in the bedroom. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like, I think if anything, he just doesn't want to see them kissing or holding hands, but that's what people who love each other do. Yeah. And that's just the sad part. I think when people maybe get grossed out or they just, oh, I don't want to see that. Well, yeah. you know, you don't have a problem seeing it when hetero couples do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. if anything, the dad is coming to terms that not only is his son getting remarried, but it's with a man. And I think for him, as someone who's conservative, you know, who's ultra religious. I think that's hard for him to take. So I can see why he's not comfortable being there because he knows that this whole shebang is being filmed and he's probably thinking like, okay, my friends are going to see this on TV. Where are they going to think about me and my family? So I can see why he's trying to separate himself from the whole production, I guess. 
I feel like I expected that type of behavior because my dad is also the kind who's like, you know, they call it the the silent Marlon Brando type, you know, a dad that doesn't say a lot. And he tends to like walk away and mm. you know, be by himself or be with his thoughts and he doesn't say much. But that doesn't mean that he's not happy or that doesn't mean right. he's angry at someone. Like I feel like his dad seems chill when he, when he met the American side of the family. So I don't want to read too much into it, but I understand why they're trying to play that up, right? It's just for yeah. dramatic effects. But hopefully, and we're going to see that he's sort of like a no-show during their ceremony, but mm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's why they made that stipulation or he said something like, what was it? Not to behave or I forgot, but he kind of dictated uh, not to be showy about it, right? Or, or Did he something say that like or that. was Armando just projecting? It was, I thought he said that. I forget how it was worded, Okay, but, but it was like, just don't be... I don't know. I, for, I forgot how it was worded, but it came off as just no don't price. be showy. Like, don't don't be kissing each other or, you know, uh, don't be, okay. you know, and, and stuff like that. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm always like, well, why does it have to be about that stuff? Why mm-hmm. does it have to be about? Yeah, I mean, so you're OK that with your son being gay, you're OK with the marriage. But then when it comes to the PDA stuff, that's where all of a sudden it crosses things, the line. for him. Yeah, it's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, you know, so. It's almost like that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's where things start to become a problem. And yeah. Yeah. And I just think maybe if you can stomach it when um, heterosexual couples do it, it's time that we start to normalize just these acts of intimacy and these acts of love as, as something that all couples, regardless of gender and sexuality, that these are just expressions of love. And then that's just what they are. Yeah. And that we shouldn't be just because it's not yet normalized in this day and age that we're we're at i think he's he's a rehabilitated or a a rehabilitating homophobe he's getting there he's getting there yeah all right from a couple that's planning their wedding to another couple planning their wedding evelyn and Corey. Mm. dude i keep getting offended by (laughs) evelyn I think, okay, let's focus on this part where she's sort of trying to strategize her exit from the marriage. Like, why bother if you're going to be thinking about how to divorce in a safe way, right? How to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what you think about that, but when I watched that, when I heard her saying that, I'm like, why are you even getting married? And she acts like she's, she's deigned to get married to Corey. You know what I mean? It's a privilege to get married to her. So I, I'm not sure if I worded that correctly, but it's just how she came across now that she knows she has him wrapped around her fingers again. Mm. That really offends me, you know? Yeah. Like not wanting to get married in church under God because what if they need to get a divorce? Right. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I think regardless of what Corey did, I think these are the conditions she would have wanted anyway. She doesn't want to be bound by like some spiritual contract. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, because of that, she has never been big on marriage, self-admittedly, and she's been pretty open about that from the beginning. This comes as no surprise to me. And I think this is something she would have wanted anyway, regardless of what Corey did. Mm-hmm. So when Corey 
And not just Corey, but when people on the internets are all, oh, you know, she just kind of wants to leave. What really stood out to me was when she said, well, if you're a good husband, then there won't be a divorce. Right. I saw that. And it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it really is that simple, right? Religious ceremony or not, just be a good husband. Are you worried? And if you're worried (laughs) about her leaving, then then what are you worried about? Right? Like (laughs) if you're worried, that's because now you're insecure. Now you're thinking that, are you going to fuck up? Just don't Mm -hmm. fuck up then. (laughs) Yeah. I can see it that way too, Lon. I guess even she admitted this, right? It's the way she presented that whole exit strategy that kind of rubs us and even Corey the wrong way. But then the other thing that also rubs me the wrong way is when she said, at least give me one thing, right? And this is in reference to her sacrificing so much. (laughs) Right. And but wanting her sister, Leslie, to be the efficient. And this is where I kind of side with Corey because I'm like, well, your sister doesn't want us to get married. Mm -hmm. Why do you want her to be the efficient? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's like his request. But then for her to say, oh, at least give me this one thing. And then they showed clips of them picking out their table layouts and, you know, all the the nice uh, wedding decoration. And I'm like, he's giving you a lot of things. (laughs) If anything, this is the one thing he's asking, which is not to have your sister officiate the wedding. Yeah. So I thought that was like a flip. (laughs) Not, you know what I mean? Like for her to like, say like oh at least give me one thing no you got you you got a lot yeah (laughs) yeah you got a lot you you got a reproposal right (laughs) you got him to pay rent again i i'm guessing like everything is on your own terms and i get it this is probably punishment for him but at least compromise because you wouldn't want to start off your journey again like this you know where you always want to have the upper hand and i get it you know some of us women want to feel like we are empowered in a relationship but you got to have compromise because otherwise it's not going to last yeah and if this is going to be the special day and a day that they're going to remember forever Mm -hmm. like he's going to remember that somebody who hates his guts yeah (laughs) officiated their way who gave him penis soup Someone actually said that the best compromise if she really insists on having Leslie to be the efficient is for her to have penis soup in return <laughs> just to be the efficient. But, and I thought that was a great idea. But anyway, Lon, I have more questions for you. What do you think of Beanie's rationale about the whole why they had women in the house? And, and just to provide context for our listeners. So, Beanie and Janice obviously had a talk. And again, with a freaking interpreter, which is so unnecessary because... <laughs> okay, let's put that aside first. But what do you think of his rationale about how like how he explains why there are women that came over because he pretty much turned the house into a music studio. And of course, when you make music, people come over and they're, I don't know, video vixens or whatever music. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say video host, but then I'm not, I don't want to call people that for no reason. But like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think about that, that part of uh, his explanation? I mean, I think it was truthful. So again, we are working with somewhat of a language barrier here. I don't think he's as expressive as he could be. 
Mm. You know, I, I think he's definitely being truthful and saying mm. we were making music and we, it was, we used it like a studio and, and a lot of people came over. If it were me, I would have, you know, I would have elaborated on it and had explanations yeah. for why there were women there. Like, like none of these women were here to see me, Yeah, you know what I mean? Or we were filming a music video and yes, women came over, but yeah. they didn't sleep in my bed, you know, mm-hmm. and he just wasn't expressing these things. I think if anything, he oversimplified it too much by leaving too much to the imagination. But I think he's being truthful and working with the language that he does have. And the the translator even really wasn't that great. I think when it showed what he was saying, and then the translator kind of boiled it down into these other things. I'm like, but he said more than that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, he was not a great. Yeah. I was like, he if they did away with the translator and just had him talk, I think yeah. it would have I think been, been enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I think he was being honest. I think he was being truthful, but I think I would have just went into a little bit more detail um, yeah. with it. And I think she could see that he was being honest and that he, he didn't cheat. I did though identify when he said that he was kind of like lying to avoid suspicion, even yeah. though it does create more suspicion and yeah. Being honest is definitely always the way to go. Mm-hmm. I identified with that because I was in, when you're in a terrible relationship, you walk on eggshells. You just don't trust that conversations are going to go the way you want them to, regardless if you're telling the truth. So I, I kind of know where he's going at with that. If telling the truth, as innocent as it is, will still generate conflict and will still generate negativity in the relationship you do, you start to think to yourself, well, why is it even worth it? Nothing yeah. happened. You know, I might as well just avoid, avoid it. Why should, why would I bring it up? So I understood that part too. I identified strongly with that. Yeah. But obviously honesty is the best policy. Or according to Ari, an ugly truth is better than a beautiful lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so poetic. I've used that before. Right. Put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> I just want to say, Jennings has always been my MVP, but during this episode when she said, oh, we're going to have the interpreter meet us because I speak a lot of slang. And I'm I like, speak a lot of slang. I'm like, <laughs> <You don't. laughs> and then I listened again to what she spoke. There is no slang. There was no fact, slang. And in fact, the interpreter was not that great in translating. No. Yeah. So I didn't know what that was about. I think maybe they tried to do what Yazan and Brittany had done before and they thought okay well maybe people like interpreters we should be one <laughs> a hot one you know yeah. so but yeah i don't see her point like she wasn't giving any that she was she wasn't adding any value to the conversation in my no, point of view it was, i didn't think so either. it was just a backdrop to me and unfortunately but lon i just want to finish this off by saying you are right because in next week's episode we see ari convincing Bini. To move to the US. Mm. So that was her game plan all along. Right. Do you think oh, he cheated? I don't think so. Yeah, I, didn't think I, so I don't think so. And but you're right. I think he oversimplified it. He could have done with a little bit more detail, but I think in his limited English, that was probably the best he could explain yeah. himself with. He phrased it in that. Ari's making a big deal. Yeah, he had people over, but it's not what she thinks. Right. <laughs> Thinking, and you're like, 
come on yeah. <laughs> more <laughs> more and, and then <laughs> that's just it <laughs> all right do we want to talk about ellie and victor money problems how i well, money up, more problems how i summed up this scene yeah so money problems and don't get me wrong there's value in her visiting and her being there and providing moral support mm-hmm. but there was a part where she's like i don't know how to support him money it's money <laughs> more 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 money and i guess that sucks to hear but that's definitely what y'all need right now y'all need some money yeah. <laughs> y'all need some money and i wrote down too that money's the number one cause for like divorce and mm-hmm. or like Breakups, ending yeah, marriages yep. and fights yeah and f- from the scenes that they showed us it was so like focused on not just the money they need, but the money that they need to make moving forward too, because she's no longer working. She doesn't have her business anymore in in Washington. Right. So I can understand. Right. So I can understand where she's coming from and she's seeing it from a business perspective. Yeah. She's forward thinking when it comes to like, okay, how do we support ourselves in the future? Right. But he's so Island life, you know, He's so like, yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, okay, well, we can make some money and eat for that day and then yeah, and then rinse repeat. And then, you know, I think that his method is obviously, it reflects his lifestyle right. uh, on an island. So, and hers is more like, okay, but what about in one year's time? In, yeah. or in, in Not even one year. It's like, what about in a month's time or in three months, in six months? Like, how are we going to make money when there's no tourists? Right. She was like, you know, the reason we wanted this bar is the tourism and to generate income from the tourism. And he's like, he said something like, well, we want to have a bar to have a bar, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was going to be what we're going to live on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's where she has the business acumen, whereas he's just, well, it's nice to have a bar. Yeah. You know, for, his so idea, wake up in the morning, up. right, right. Pour yeah. a few drinks. And, you know, if, if people stop by, they stop by, but chill island life (laughs) yeah no she's really thinking no like we can't just open a bar and no one shows up that's just not how this is gonna work yeah that's not how anything works just kidding but yeah i'm with her i think she made a a lot of valid points and then he made it about how she's so about money but it's like come on yeah he did you know don't act like you don't need it because you received it and you took it but don't act like it's beneath you. That's how I interpret how he acted towards her. Is that, oh, I don't need your money. I, you know, we don't need this bar to be for He was definitely only. insulted. Yeah. And I could, yeah, I can see, I could that. see why. I could see why too. Because she did. She made him feel bad about the money she was sending him. It's kind of like, here, I'm, I'm helping you out. But now that we're in an argument, she used it against him. Yeah, she like, reminded oh, him. you're only doing well right now because I sent this money to you. You know, obviously he's going to be offended. Like, I didn't need it. I can find work. I'll work at the bar. I'll I'll do music. Yeah. I can find my own money. I didn't need your money. But it was my, nice that you sent it. I could see where you got offended. I saw it as toxic masculinity because the power shifted, right? He's the one who took the money, whereas she gave it. So I can see how he was insulted. 
because that's the reality and she's reminding him of it. These are the facts, right? We have to make money because when you were making money, that was out of tourism and there's no mm-hmm. tourism. And my money helped carry your family, help support them. So I can see why he's insulted because obviously he felt a certain kind of way, right? But it's just like a sign of toxic masculinity in my point of view, but maybe I'm wrong here. Oh, I get it. The gender roles and her having the power in that situation and him like having to be the submissive, I guess. Yeah, like he's (laughs) the one that needs to hand out and she's handing them out. Yeah. Well, at least at least now we know that he doesn't see her as a sugar mummy. Yeah. Because otherwise he wouldn't be that insulted, I guess. But who knows? It's a natural reaction, especially when you're on camera. Oh, you yeah. Know, you're exposing if, if you, yourself. Yeah. Right? If I had taken someone's money and it was well-received and, you know, no strings attached and you're filming me and then all of a sudden you're going to start saying stuff. Well, I... I, I supported you when I, I got you through these things, you know, and well, fuck, man, <laughs> the cameras are rolling. Yeah. You're like, well, I we're didn't not, fucking need it. <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about that. That was yeah. supposed to be between us. <laughs> yeah. Question for you, Lon. Do you think it's emotionally manipulative that he keeps walking her through his trauma? Because that's what the internets are saying. Really? Huh, I didn't see it that way. It's almost like he's trying to guilt trip her and constantly reminding her that, hey, I went through this trauma. And that's his reality, right? That's the truth. But Mm. the fact that he's, I guess, maybe because as a viewer, this is editing, I'm guessing. We keep seeing them going to some ruins, his house, you know, all obviously dilapidated and everything. And it just felt like he's constantly reminded her that, hey, I'm in this very difficult position. So whatever shitty things I've done in the past, you really got to look past that because I'm really Mm -hmm. in this shitty position. (laughs) And I think that's why I can see why people, the fans of the show, see that as an emotional manipulation. Right, right. So now that you bring it up, I can kind of see that. That's not the impression I got when I was watching it. At first, I think when something like this happens, it's natural, especially when you think someone just doesn't get it. Mm. Someone just doesn't understand. Yep, yep. You know, like we said too. in the previous episode, he's just like, you and your first world problems. Yeah. Like, what don't you fucking get? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I saw it as him trying to get through to her. Yeah. Like they were in here praying for six hours <laughs> and then everything was taken away. He's just trying to make her understand the, the gravity of the situation because maybe he doesn't think that she's getting it that's how i viewed it at first but now that you mentioned this and maybe you know him knowing that there's still conversations about the past that need to happen i could kind of see that i could kind of see that Mm. i can't believe he wants her to have kids i mean at that stage like he already has a daughter apparently he has a daughter yeah i think we just found out in this episode um, i must has, have missed that <laughs> yeah he has a daughter I, her name is allegra i think from a another baby mama or something and now he wants ellie to have a kid but ellie said oh i cannot have kids so uh 
that's not part of the island, the <laughs> island fantasy, right? Yeah, I thought we're just here to chill. Yeah, we're just, you know, uh, let's, let's get back to that bar talk, <laughs> right? living on the beach. Let's have some rum and uh, just talk about the beach bar. Yeah. All right, Lon, we've come to the end of episode 12. Wait, hold on. I always prematurely say we come to the end when we clearly have to talk about Jenny and submit. Yes. We still doesn't want to commit. Oh my. Submit cannot commit. commit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Submit. Oh my gosh. Dude, that's yeah. a really great t shirt idea. Submit cannot commit. <laughs> wow. This is really like. And he admits to it. At least he's being honest about the marriage and how it's it it scares him. And but then to go behind her back. Oh, that's and, foul. Yeah, that's super foul. To put a stop on things. So in the preview, you see she gets pissed. She like gets up and she's like, "Fuck this!" Oh she yeah, yeah. Up. She should have done Ugh. that a long time ago, and that would force his hands. But yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, though. So they're they're filing, right? Or before he put a stop to it, but that would still leave them out of the, I guess, the fortuitous or beneficial window that the astrologer, right? Because they said it would take a month, but they've got nine days. Is and that I'm, what he said? I thought he said they can get married after nine days. Maybe I interpret that wrong. Uh, it's within. Oh, within. Yeah, it has to happen now or, or within the next nine days. Is Interesting. What, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I might have not heard that, but at least he approves. <laughs> yeah. I think what I heard was it has to be a muted wedding celebration because... That too. It has to be a court wedding, not, right. the, not the religious with right. the ceremonies and things like that. That yeah. too, right? right? I think something along the lines of like not to shame the family or something like that. Because yeah, I guess second weddings don't typically happen in a big fashion in India, probably. Oh my God. This is like some purgatory that we're being subjected to. <laughs> well, like seriously, do we just fucking get married already? What is the holdup? And I hate it that they're trying to like, I guess the storyline here is trying to make an excuse for Sumit not wanting to get married because he's fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want to go through another divorce. Dude, you had nine years to think about it. You even said you don't want to lose Jenny. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, men up. Seriously, yeah. men up. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> are you waiting for? There was a scene where Jenny said, well, it's not like uh, your mom can disapprove the marriage again. And then I saw it in his eyes. He's probably thinking, oh, maybe I should get my <laughs> all over again. Don't give him any ideas. I know, Jenny, <laughs> shut up. Don't give him any ideas. So yeah. I, I don't know, dude. It's like <laughs> now I can really see him for the catfish that he is. He's an unscrupulous character. That's right? true. He is a catfish. Yeah. Facts. Facts, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's not forget the the, the photos right. <laughs> that he sent her. And what was the name he gave himself? It was something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I forget. But yeah, I feel sorry for Jenny. Uh, I, I that said, I really don't want to see them ever again. I'm done. Yeah, yeah this is I'm this done. is the last season for me. So marry her or not, we'll see. Yeah. Lon, I forgot to tell you that uh, we put out a survey in one of our previous episodes when we published that episode. And Mm. the question I asked our listeners was, 
should Jenny get a cultural pass? Mm. And 100%, this is like 100, not even like 99. Not even like a few votes. Yeah, leaning yeah. one way. This is like, well, all the votes said, no, she should know better since she has been with Sumit forever. Good point. Yeah. Good just point. Want, just want to share that with our listeners. So yeah, Lon, we finally come to the end <laughs> of our coverage of episode 11. No, episode 12, is it? Oh man, I lost count. I think it's episode 12 of 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way. What is your WTF moment? To me, there weren't many standout moments this episode. But <laughs> the WTF for me was, was definitely Summit being not ready. And, and it's not even surprising, but still, it's like, come on. Man. Yeah. Yeah. WTF for sure. Yeah. Is Summit still not being able to commit. Yes. <laughs> and I fucking knew it would be this way. I knew it was going to happen. This guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think someone made a correlation to his hair like every time he straightened his hair he <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't want to commit <laughs> the straighter his hair the, the flatter it is the more he doesn't want to commit did you see his face there were some there's some really good screenshots oh on social yeah. media when when the astrologer was like nope no problems no, he's like <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Jenny was pinching him, right? Or, like, jabbing him. Jabbing like, him yeah. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> you can tell from his face. He's like, shit. Now I have to think of another excuse or another yeah. roadblock. Man. Uh, anyway, hopefully that was all an act. But who knows? All right, Lon. I have some WTFT to share. Tea time. time. So, apparently, Ronald from South Africa, has a new chick. He's no longer with Tiffany. Hmm. I just saw this, uh, like literally minutes before we recorded this. I just saw, he posted a video of him and this new chick going places. And I think she's also off shoulder type of girl. I don't know. He has a shoulder <laughs> or something. Were they going to try to work it out at the end of the... Yeah. Tell all, right? Yeah. Yeah, because isn't he supposed off. to come to the US? Remember, she asked her dad to sponsor him. Right. <laughs> and I guess yeah. they've recently moved on. I mean, she lost some weight and he lost her. In the that was the right, it was the right move. Good for them. Right. I think they were good both unhappy. Them. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, for yeah. them. So, oh my God. I want to say I'm so glad we won't be seeing them both together but then you never know because i mean tlc might reach out to ronald and say hey do you want to be part of singles life yeah single life (laughs) or tiffany right do you want to be part of singles life (laughs) oh god anyway in other good news britney is finally free y'all free britney is free britney yes that's awesome. So, yeah, she is finally free from her conservatorship. The conservatorship. Yeah, so I'm so happy for her. Just want to update folks on that. I'm sure a lot of you know by now. But Lan, I want to do a quick follow-up on the story that we covered in our last Astro recording. World? Yes, Astro World. Mm. So unfortunately, the youngest victim of the tragedy uh, recently died. <gasps> he was a nine-year-old who was there with his dad and apparently another concert goer, she thinks that she caught him on videos. 
Ezra Blunt. He was there with his dad and he was sitting on the dad's shoulder, but I think they suspect that the dad might have collapsed maybe due to the trampling or, you know, just lack of space and air Mm -hmm. and folks might have trampled on nine-year-old Ezra. So Uh, sad. Yeah, I know. Our thoughts and prayers goes out to all the victims of the Astro World tragedy. I'm not sure if you heard, Lon, but it seems like Travis Scott was trying to cash in on this tragedy. He partnered with BetterHelp. And BetterHelp was offering or is offering all the counselors one month of right. counseling. What do you think about that? Was that like yeah. a bad look again? Or was that... So here's the thing, right? It's, it's, still, it's still alleged, right? right? So for those who are not in on that, he partnered with BetterHelp to offer services like trauma services or anything like that to people who are at the concert. But it was revealed by some other blogger or somebody in in the same mental health space that when Better Health wanted to partner with this particular person, they said anybody that the person referred through their referral link. Oh, um, yes, gets. Right. That you would get a kickback for Mm. it. Yeah, yep. I, so the I possibility, yep. right, the possibility is unconfirmed yet. So that's why I wanted to say alleged. The possibility exists that BetterHelp may have made Travis Scott the same offer. Like, hey, for every referral, you will get a kickback from it. And that's the big eyebrow raiser, right? right. Yeah. Like, are you really? It's unconfirmed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to, but it's shitty if, if he did yeah. Oh, totally. totally. To, to profit or to take advantage of this tragedy in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Can I also add that my favorite podcast, uh, Reasonably Shady by the Green Eye Bandits from Real Housewives of Potomac, uh, Robin and Giselle, they were covering this topic as well. And they said that if they were in Travis Scott's shoes, they would cancel themselves. Before they cancel themselves. <laughs> yeah. I guess the logic here is that you know you fucked up, right? Even if it's not directly you fucking up, but you fucked up because again, we we talked about how the festival is under his name, he's the main headliner. It's this is probably his brainchild. You fucked up, so best to retreat and maybe cancel yourself from future concerts. Maybe mm. just throw your hands up, say, Hey, you know, I fucked up. I wouldn't be doing any more festivals and concerts anymore. My fans can still listen to my music, but I wouldn't be performing. You know, kind of go on a hiatus for a bit and focus on being a, a father to his second child. Take guessing, the L and I guess right. Take the bow L down and, gracefully. Right. Before your career gets canceled altogether. Which... Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't think he's doing enough to kind of get in front he's of it. Not. There's like an apology and... Him saying, you know, I'm doing everything I can to work with the families. Yeah. And, and maybe death. he thinks he is, but it just seems like he, sh- he could be doing more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He could be a little bit more vocal. And, and I understand people can justify it by saying, well, what do you want him to do? He's already going to gonna help, you know, the families that were yeah. impacted. Yeah, he's, he's already partnered with BetterHelp. Yeah. He's, yeah. You know, like he's doing all these sorts of things. Yeah. But, but I think there could be more, he could be saying more, he could be 
doing more outreach. I don't have all the answers, but I feel like he's not getting in front of this as he should. Yeah. If um, I were his PR agent, I would get ahead of this by putting out some sort of movement or campaign saying that I want to practice safety, like kind of come up with like some sort of safety plan for festivals need to change. Right. Here's what we can do. Some sort of festival reform with Mm -hmm. safety as like the priority. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that would be my advice to him. I would be like, Hey, you know what could change your image a little bit? Maybe campaign for more safety measures Mm -hmm. in festival propose some reforms some ideas around getting more medic or more tens or limiting the crowd capacity especially now that we're still in a pandemic and by the way i think we failed to cover the fact that someone was pricking people with drugs during the festival they were injecting people with syringes or something i mean Guys, do your research. That's horrific. Obviously, I, I mean, I'm hearing this from other podcasts that I've listened to, but yeah, the stampede, the crowd surge and everything wasn't the only incident. There were other reports of people getting stabbed with drugs and used syringes or something. That's crazy. It, yeah, people getting pricked on the neck and everything. And I thought, golly, like, <laughs> what the hell? You d-? Yeah, so this is why I would say like, you got to introduce some reforms to festivals. Security should have caught stuff like that. Yeah. But remember (laughs) what I said? I think it's because he had that countdown. He was encouraging people to move to the front. That was the the other thing that didn't help too, is that he tends to do that at his shows, apparently. Mm -hmm. So it didn't help. There's so much that didn't help. Like he showed up to an after party. and Oh, that was a bad look too. Yeah. Yeah. And when they asked him, hey, did you know? He was like, no, like you have no idea what's going on right now. Like, yeah. So yeah, that was tone deaf. Yeah. But you know, I did read reports, more sympathetic reports towards um, Travis Scott that he hasn't left his house since. Yeah. And, and I don't know, for all I know, he could be working on music, <laughs> but the way that the article was painting him out was that he's just been so impacted by right. what's going on. It is, you know, in his hometown. And again, this show was was actually for a good cause. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to jump to conclusions and, and say he's a bad guy. He, he probably is going through it. We don't know. We don't know. And again, our thoughts and best wishes for everybody impacted, including Travis. Yeah. So we hope everyone's okay. Yep. Same here. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. You can find me on Instagram at lan, L-A-N, underscore like, underscore lan, L-A-W-N. Click on the link in my bio for additional socials. Woohoo! And listeners, likes, share, subscribe, follow, help us grow our community. And yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope I sound better this time around. <laughs> Ha <laughs>
<laughs> All right, y'all. Love everyone. Bye. Bye.